Welcome to my basement, everybody. We have a very special guest in the basement today. Somebody who is very familiar with my basement, actually my real basement, <laughs> used to come over all the time. And uh, we would hang out and play games and talk about games and all kinds of stuff. Marissa Roberto is here with us, joining us live. Well, joining me live. You're watching and listening to this later. Yeah. But how are you, Marissa? <laughs> Let's be transparent. Uh, I am good. You know what? Um, it's fine. We've been preparing for these times. Victor Lucas. Yes. We've been preparing. So we're do like we're we're doing okay. I know your shelves trump mine, but like <laughs> we're doing okay. They do, but I didn't plan for my basement to be a studio. And I've <laughs> like everything off camera, and, and people that are listening can't see this, but uh, yeah. everything off, it's a total mess because I've got some of the studio in here um, that we, because we were shooting in the VFS cafe. So I've got some of the yeah. equipment in here. It's and games are everywhere. And, and uh, yeah, it's kind of a mess. Well, um, first off, how yeah. are you? And how how is how is Toronto right now? It was pretty hard hit yeah. by the pandemic, and there's been a lot of uh, cases, and a lot of stress. Um, you, yeah. you know, we're friends with a lot of people in in the gaming community, and I've seen a lot of people in Toronto that you and I both know have a tremendous amount of anxiety. Yes. And how has it been for you? Uh, for me, it's been. Okay, it's weird because, I, like I was saying, we have been kind of prepared for these times. Just as gamers, we have tons of entertainment at home. Yep. We kind of stay home by nature, which is okay. It's just you get reminded of it when you go to the grocery store. It, it's literally like the grocery store or just going out to get food now has been um, like a, a jarring reminder almost. Um, because you see some people, like I'm seeing a lot of videos online too of people just being awful and and thinking that this is not real of like pretend coughing on people like that is so messed up that people yeah. are making light of something so serious and so I try to um like my our grandparents like my nana she's scared like she's terrified and for good yeah. like for obvious reasons so um just little things like that like going going to get groceries for her and bringing it over but then like leaving it outside and then making sure to not go in because she's like she's scared and I, and I want to protect them. I want to protect everyone that is going, would be, uh, I no. don't know, it, it somehow hurt by all of this. And I don't want that to happen. So I'm just trying to, we're, we're trying to do our part. We take our dog out for a walk once a day. Um, we have our boards too. Like we do have our, our skateboards and um, you know, it would be nice to get outside a little bit more, but we're just trying to keep our distance. Everybody in the beaches, like I live in the beaches area of Toronto, um, people are out. And that's why when I saw the social distancing circles in Brooklyn that they had um, put out, I thought it was brilliant that we need to have these in the beaches neighborhood just because people are going to be out like, and I understand the weather's beautiful now, like people want to get outside and that's okay because it's healthy to do that, but just stay away from other people. That's all we have to keep our distance. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, we're doing this, all of this kind of uh, extra effort to protect people that mm -hmm. we love that are older and might be in kind of a sensitive area and also all the people that are actively rescuing people, you know, like, I don't know what it's like in Toronto, but in Vancouver, it's pretty quiet, but you really hear the resonance of the sirens a lot more, you know, and every time yeah. the sirens go out and you're thinking, what are they racing to? And and uh, hopefully those people are okay. And it's been relatively contained in, in uh, the BC and in Vancouver. And, um, you know, obviously we have uh, health officials and people to thank for that. Um, but there's always this worry that it's gonna flare up and get crazy. And, and yeah. you know, even young 
healthy people are getting sick. Oh yeah. Um, even in Saskatoon. So like they're opening things back up again. My mom is going back to work, um, but they have like a tons of rules in place and they also have open facilities just in case there is another wave. Like they're, they are fully understanding that this actually might come back again. They're thinking yeah. maybe September. So they're just trying to be cautious, which is good. I get it. People want to go back to living their lives. I totally understand. Um, yeah. People, you know, like you get, a little anxious inside like this is all anxiety inducing so it's nice to have a little bit of normalcy or try to get back to some kind of routine but um i don't know we just have to try to be a little more patient it, you know and i've done so much traveling with ep that yeah. I, I i thought i could take a break for a while but i am getting so antsy i'm so Are you? like my routine is so much about like hanging out with people and going yeah. to visit them and going to these events and all this stuff and doing behind the scenes thing. and it's like i love my basement i clearly have enjoyed my time making you don't content say. out of it. yeah but it's <laughs> sometimes it's just like oh my god i've i've had enough of this you know but we, i know we, we honestly can't complain, right? Like this is the world that we're in right now. We can't. We have so many games to play. We have so many. You like even your comic collection alone. Like you, you've got hours um, and hours yes. of entertainment there. I just meant like I wish I could go. I still really want to see my family. Like I still would love to do just maybe a road trip, like not fly, but a road trip to Saskatoon or something. Um, yeah. I just feel like I I miss them now more than For ever. Sure. Could you um, do that? Maybe, uh, I don't, cause I can technically still work. I'm working from home. I shoot the show from home. So I have a green screen literally at the foot of my bed <laughs> and yeah. that's where I do like a digital sports center in the morning. And then I just come to the station here to do like interviews or whatever it is. So I would have to kind of recreate this setup, but in Saskatoon, I don't know if it's possible, but, um, I, I might try. We'll see. That's crazy. So yeah. let's talk a little bit about your work with TSN. You, sure. You're in the gaming world still mm -hmm. and actively participating and playing and all kinds of stuff. But now you're also in the sports world with yes. both feet. And how, how <laughs> has that transition been? And, and are you having a good time? Yeah. Uh, well, part of my uh, contract negotiations uh, went like, listen, I still need to cover esports and I still need to talk about video games. So if we can make that a thing, uh, that would be just really great because I can't how do I leave uh 10 years almost 10 years of talking yeah. about video games and playing video and having that be my life just to like right, drop it off for sports right now you got to be the MVP because yeah. people only care about video games right now they must be uh, like hey let's get Marissa on the thing yeah yeah it's been uh it's been good because I've been able to help with um facilitating more esports content and kind of being the driving force of um, like myself and I have an esports producer who works with me as well. So we do uh, interviews with different athletes or notable members in esports communities. And then I'm also doing side things where I still want the bar down because I work with a group called Bar Down. It's it's honestly mostly hockey content, but because uh, they're all gamers too, like they love playing NHL. Of, of course. course, they're huge child yeah. players. So yeah. like, okay, let's get this going then, right? Let's play more video games together because it's a natural thing. It's what they do all the time so we started an e-show team they put me in net horrible you know how bad i am at sports games i've already told all of them like listen can i just play animal crossing on stream like could that be a thing like we just like you guys do the sports games i do everything else uh but outside of that it's been good so right now corwin like literally <laughs> as we're recording this um one of my teammates is doing a 34 to 40 hour stream on tsn's twitch channel just trying to break um, Gretzky's single season record of goals and assists. Like Holy he's just crap. he's going to go for it. It's been a dream of his for a while. He's making it happen. So we're wow. slowly building up 
uh, TSN's brand to also incorporate gaming, like on the sports side of things, right? Because right that just fits, it fits the brand. You know, what's weird is, do um, uh, you, you remember the Georgia Strait, the, the weekly free paper? That's, uh, I guess this is a plug for the Georgia Strait in Vancouver, but it's a weekly Shout free Shout out Georgia Strait. <laughs> yeah. I get emails from them. I don't know. I must be on their newsletter list, but half of the emails are about esports and about how yeah. the Vancouver Titans are doing. And it's just like, it just is so incongruous to me that yeah. this entertainment paper is so actively focused on esports and everything, but that is the world now. Yeah, I mean, it's been, uh, like, it's it's nice. I feel like a lot of it is met with people being like, okay, like, nobody asked for this. Please leave us alone. Um, <laughs> because that that's a thing, too. Like, I'm not going to force esports down someone's throat that doesn't right. want to care about it, right? I right. Like, my quick response to everybody is, listen, I get that you got a notification for this because you subscribe to this channel, and that's annoying to you. I totally understand. Sorry about that. I promise to only bug with esports maybe once a week. <laughs> <laughs> you do if you see my face literally just skip over it like i'm not going to force you to like things that i do um and, and that's fine i just like seeing and i want to see more of um esports happening just in the headlines in canada because it literally is everywhere else in the world canada just needs to uh step its game up a little bit when it comes to having esports be a little more prominent so well this this is uh you know we talked about i talked about this with bear last week but this is the time where games have this opportunity to kind of come front and center and shine mm -hmm. as a cultural uh, force. You know, yeah. uh, it, it's bringing a lot of people together. I mean, uh, we're going to talk about Animal Crossing here in a second. So I know you want to. Uh, I'm but, like, really? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, you, you know, I think it's, in, it's important for media organizations to um, make the extra effort and to try mm -hmm. to put some stories and some content together around this. I've been... Uh, um, uh, commenting on CNN a little bit. They've been reaching out to me and I've been doing some some quick interviews and stuff, which has been really cool and flattering. That's amazing. And they need, no, but that's the thing. They need somebody with credibility, somebody who's been doing this for a long time, who understands and respects the industry. It's not just like coming as a fly by night being like, oh yeah, well, esports, I ran some numbers. Like not that, but somebody who genuinely gets these people, right? Yeah. So no, well, that's amazing. You have to do more of that. It's it's been really cool, but what they've noticed, and CNN's at least the person that I'm working with is really more focused on uh, uh, people-oriented pieces and mm -hmm. you know pop culture kind of stuff. Um, but the what they do is they send out these these video files to um, all of their affiliates, and a lot mm -hmm. of people are watching these things. The numbers yeah. are really good because everybody's attention right now is on this kind of content. So I'm right. very hopeful that out of this. Uh, this time of togetherness, this, this uh, you know, imposed stay-at-home order kind of stuff, and everybody kind of finding things like the beautiful Animal Crossing, that uh, mm -hmm. after this, we will start to take mm -hmm. the, 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 con the conversation around games a lot more seriously. I, I mean, that is obviously my hope. It's my goal. I still, like, some games still surprise me with how quickly they shut up. Like, I cannot believe how popular iRacing was. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot believe how popular, like people were glued to their screens watching this and not even realizing that this is a simulation. Like they're playing a simulator and like they're, they're killing it. They're in there like real life racers, IRL are in this game playing it and like legitimately racing as if they would in real life. So um, I, I've always said that it's going to be the sports games. I mean, it, what's happened is the, the shooters like, um, you know, Counter-Strike and Overwatch and stuff like that have really kind of taken eyeballs, Rainbow Six Siege and stuff. Mm -hmm. But that is kind of the people already in the door, the gamers yep. already, right? They've gotten all of those people in. Mm -hmm. 
sports games are getting so photoreal and they have been every generation. And we're about to see that just go into a whole new kind of state now. I think sports games really have the potential to be that, that, uh, that crossover that everybody wakes up and goes, oh my God, I could watch a season of this. Maybe, like maybe. That's, I feel like it depends on the personality playing. Like that is yes. going to be a huge uh, game changer. Like right now, right. I'm, I love watching Corwin do his thing because I know Corwin. I think he's a great personality. I, I want him to succeed <laughs> trying yeah. to actually beat Gretzky's record. Like something like that is cool versus like just seeing how the NBA 2K League is doing, just seeing how, um, you know, Chell, because they do a Chell tournament as well. Um, like they're not, the numbers aren't great. But when you look at a game like Rocket League, which is soccer, but it's also has, it has these rocket cars, has a video game futuristic twist to it. So I feel yeah. like that is the game that kind of is the bridge. I feel like that will be the bridge and that should be the bridge. This is the game that could be on linear television, bring in eyeballs because you're going to have a younger audience watching. And I see a lot of parents getting into this game too, because it's easy to understand. It's just three on three soccer. Um, yeah. So yeah, it would, it should be sports games, but it should be, something that has a twist to it where it's not exactly a simulation well, of a it's sport gotta, game. It's got to be the team. It's got to be the yeah. athletes trash talking each other, playing exactly. against each other. People would, yeah. and, that, and they've been experimenting with that, but I think it should be a weekly show. You know, it should be yeah. a, a regular thing and people would tune in for that for sure. You know? 100%. I am pushing for Rocket League. <laughs> I've been pushing for Rocket League on TSN, like real talk. So <laughs> like, hopefully that, hopefully that happens. Also, I'm a huge fan of the scene and the cast. TSN, like, you are insane if you are not putting Rocket League on. Rocket League is the, the great, uh, you know, uh, equalizer. Everybody understands how perfect that game is. <laughs> And it was uh, a complete surprise to the developers how much it was picked up, but it's yeah. been indelible and it's been this perpetual uh, conversation piece in the video game industry. You guys are insane if you don't talk about Rocket League. <laughs> they, and, that, and that's, that's the what thing you they should have. start with. Yeah, yes? yeah, okay, they, they, uh, they have. They have uh, actually, they broadcast, they put on one, uh, there was one tournament that they actually put on television, which is amazing. I'm like, Brody! Like I had to message my former co-host being like, Leaf, you're on Canadian television talking Rocket League, okay? Like, let's go. Mm -hmm. That's it's awesome. just, uh, yeah, it's just nice to, it's nice to see. I just want that scene to thrive. Also, like, for sponsorships, like, if you look at dollars and, and people putting eyeballs on this and then dollars as well, like, it's a perfect G-rated game. Like, you're mm -hmm. not going to, that's the problem. Unfortunately, I do think CSGO is, like, in my eyes, the number one esport to watch. It is very entertaining, but you can't, like, it's hard to put something like that it's on television. Yeah. It's not for everybody. Also, it's, like, it's terrorists and counter-terrorists. Counter yeah. Like, you can't have something like that on it's just not gonna, unfortunately, it's not gonna fly on linear television, but it does well, obviously, on Twitch. Like, not, the numbers are crazy, so. Yeah. Don't need well, to it, it. Yeah, there's a lot of games that kind of sit in that spot that they already, they cater to the established market that's there. But games, exactly. as you and I have talked about since we first started working together, what they should be doing is reaching the people that aren't there, which yes. is more, you know, many, yeah. many more. It's a huge industry, it's massive, but it's still, um, it's so fractured and even mm -hmm. though tons of people are playing it's not a discussion piece you know yeah. in the grand scheme of things and you're encountering that in mainstream media right now mm -hmm. I hate to even use that term it's been so no but it's 
It's true, but like you think yeah. of, I just have to think of it, and I, and I pitch it as another niche sport. So when you think yeah. of niche sports, obviously you're gonna think sure. of like MMA or or something along Darts. those lines. Even even yeah, well sure, but even like CFL to to right. that point because I can use it as an example because that's on Canadian television. So sure. um, like it's it's niche because really it's just for us in Canada and it's a certain okay. market that watches, right? So right. Um, like if you just kind of apply that mindset to it we can just reach a new niche. Like it's not going to be sellout stadiums, like the Raptor, like going to a Raptors game or going to a hockey game here in Canada. Like we're not going to see that because that happens like a few games a week. Um, yeah. But if it's, yeah, like, like you said, once a week, if we can have like a broadcast of it, that would be incredible. Like those are just my, my long-term goals, my, my dreams for uh, broadcasting on TSN. Yeah, and I guess it's a lot to ask the athletes when they're in full competition. Like I, I, I would think that the... Uh, um, the, it, it would make sense. I'm thinking of Toronto, right? Like it's already a festival type feeling when you go to a game to go see yeah. the Raptors. It's incredible. And imagine mm -hmm. if part of that was the athletes all playing the video game, but they're busy as we just saw with the last dance, they're psychologically kind of getting ready to perform at the highest level. And so yeah. it'd be a lot to ask, okay, well now we need you to go and play a video game and trash talk <laughs> each other for the cameras, even sure, though that yeah. would be an amazing show and it would be an amazing day for viewers and fans right especially with some fan interaction i'm producing this thing now i love it it's like it's yeah. on your brain vic let's go let's team up again <laughs> i love yeah, it that's yeah that's kind of the way that we work around here um okay we we i did set up some topics for us to yes. to go over um i think the biggest thing that's happening right now is the snyder cut it has been announced it's a real thing i know you don't care you got your wonder woman cut back there uh i asked you to watch the Justice League I'm movie. so mad at you. I <laughs> I am so mad at you. Okay? Like I don't even bring this up. I'm gonna get tears in my eyes. My night was ruined Did last you, night. You watched I'm it. like I reviewed what? that with uh Johnny, Johnny Millennium. And what, uh, and what did you give it? But what let, let's I, I, let's discuss. I, I honestly I'm I'm in the minority that actually enjoyed that movie because of what Joss Whedon put into it. I know that Snyder's got a ton of fans out there. I know I know that it feels like two movies smashed together for sure or more, uh, and it's a mess. But I'm I'm such a nerd for the characters. I liked when there was an injection of levity and color. Except the stupid jokes where Batman's saying, uh, where Flash says, what's your superpower? And Batman says, I'm Oh my rich. gosh, that literally was the, the worst, worst line the of worst. the movie. Like, yeah. honestly, my husband and I kept talking about it because we kept bringing, like, what could he have said instead? Honestly, anything yeah. else. Why? I'm Batman. Like, literally, yeah. just say anything else. Why, yes. why take away everything that Batman has put into Batman with... Yes. I'm, oh, I'm rich. You know, no, no. Dead that was on. an awful flex. Hated all of that. Was that like a tote for all the rich people that invested in the movie? Like, oh, what's my superpower too? I have money. Yeah. <laughs> I hate yeah. that stuff. It drives yeah. me insane. That and movie it's so antithetical me. to Bruce Wayne too. Bruce Wayne yes. would never be, I mean, he is a bit of an ass, but he would never be that scummy, you know? No, Terrible. and his character was, I felt, you know what? I felt really bad for Ben Affleck. I don't know how, like, how is he even supposed to tackle that character in this movie? Like, mm. he's supposed to, he was, he would say, like, assholey things sometimes, but then it's like, he also really cares about Superman. Like, what? What? Yeah. What? I didn't, yeah. it was so confusing. It was, it was, Was I that felt the first time so you saw the movie? Yes, I didn't want to watch it because I heard how bad it was. I don't want these characters ruined for me. I don't want to see Gal Gadot get put in a situation where it's like, oh, um, sorry, you have to get dragged down by the rest of this. I, yeah. I was so, like, Barry Allen, 
what? Why do they have to make his character so annoying? Like, I love, I love the Flash, and I love that he's a geek, and I love that like he is yeah. just like he's he's supposed to be charming though. He's still a yep. charming kid, not like so annoying to be around. I don't want I don't want any of these characters to be annoying to be around. We're supposed to fall in love with them. So why would you make it? Why would you make him so irritating? They are all kind of dude bro versions of the characters, aren't they? They're kind of like, uh, oh, look at. I. Except when Superman comes back, there is a nice flash of life, and he's got color, and he's got a like they actually imbued, uh, you know, because the Batman versus Superman was so muted and drawn, mm -hmm. even Man of Steel, which mm -hmm. I love Man of Steel. I thought that was great. I didn't like Batman versus Superman. I don't want. I don't uh, want to get into that. With you, yeah. with Man of Steel, honestly. You thick, hated no. that one too. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I felt like, at you know, Joss was, you know, actively hired to try to salvage a situation that was terrible because Zach was pulled off because of terrible reasons. Um, and he tried to change the mood of the movie. Didn't fully work for sure, especially for most people. But the scene where Flash and Superman are racing and the scenes where Superman is you know, fighting with the rest of the Justice League and sort of finding his way again. I I feel like that's when the movie started to crank up and I, I could feel the potential. But all of the yeah, other stuff they, was- like, what, When, mm, all that stuff really bothers me um, because this, with a movie like this and a big budget like this, obviously it has to go through a lot of different passes. Okay, yeah. so um, with the script, with whatever it is, as they're putting things together, even the costumes, I'm, I was so, like, like irritated, Al, the even flash with, costume is terrible isn't it very very allen's yes but also just um diana prince's regular everyday clothes were like they're mm. for, for me i just felt they were a little inappropriate like i just don't i just don't see her as um i just felt like she could have been a little more professional with the way she was dressing um right. i even noticed with like the shots they were choosing uh were just a little more gratuitous than i would like um Right. And I'm and I'm all for female empowerment in any form, of course. But I just feel like they were a little they were a little too forced with some of the gratuity. In did you see the uh, the Amazons in Justice League compared to the Amazons in Wonder Woman? There's shots on the internet, and the costumes are totally different. It's from a you know male skewed perspective on. You know. I, I and I yeah I I get that for sure. But you, now you like the Wonder Woman movie, right? Oh my God, I yeah. love the Wonder Woman movie. Me too. And, and those were the, and those were the scenes that were the saving graces for me. I'm sure I have a little bit of a bias, but the first the first shot with all the Amazonians together and they were, when they were fighting, like that was powerful to me and I really enjoyed all of that. Like some of the fighting scenes were very good. but just outside of that, like you can't take away from like you have to have all of those things. Superhero movies are supposed to make us feel a type of way. When you walk yeah. away from these movies, we're supposed to feel empowered ourselves. We're supposed to feel happy and like elated and like just filled with life in some way. I was so bummed. <laughs> I was so bummed after this movie. Like, uh, like what? Like what? What? It's such a shame. You just I hate walking away from movies feeling is. like you know what? That's a shame. And the it fact is. that now there's we're gonna have a Snyder cut, release a Snyder cut. I understand you fanboys. Like, I, I get it. It's exciting because it's more superhero stuff and this is the stuff we like and whatever. But don't you want your characters, the characters that you love so much, don't you want them to have reach a certain bar? Well, <laughs> don't you want them here, to stay at that level? Here's, here's my, my take on all of it. Um, I wish that Zack Snyder didn't have anything to do with the Justice League. I think he ruined his shot with Batman versus Superman. That was a terrible movie. 
and he shouldn't have been given the the keys to the kingdom with Justice League. Warner Brothers also should have done a lot more work to try to let us care about these characters individually before we had the team up. It didn't matter if they were following 100%. the Marvel blueprint. We, 100%. we didn't know, they, they crammed all of this exposition and story, like, and just tried to inject like familiarity with us, especially the, the reliance on Cyborg, who oh is a gosh. fascinating character, but nobody knows who Cyborg is unless they've been reading the Teen Titans from the 80s, you know, and, and have been watching the, the animated stuff. Absolutely. Great character, but you know, the main audience out there would like to know more. And that's the big failing of the DC universe. But I, I feel like the characters are larger than the finished film. And there were pieces of, I, first of all, I still feel like it's impossible that all of these superheroes are being collected in these movies. You know, it just blows but my Vic, mind. We, yeah, I know. But we've seen it done right with yeah, a lot with of the Marvel. Avengers movies. I yeah, know. we've seen yes. it done right. So we know it can be done. All of these, like, I don't want to be cringing whenever they're all together talking in a room. Because yeah. just the, the, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I want to say sometimes it was the writing. Sometimes it was just like. Well, <sighs> what's, what's really brutal about this is that uh, Joss Whedon's being thrown under the bus for Not this fair. movie. Right. And Not right. I don't know how much of it is Zach's and how much of it is Joss's, but I loved Joss Whedon's Avengers movies, yeah, you know, so and, and uh, I, I think that this has some moments of hopefulness and some coolness that kind of lean in the direction of what I remember the Justice League and these superheroes. Uh, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's very much mired in, in uh, the baggage of the past. So I, I'm happy that Snyder's getting another kick at trying to finish his vision. And I guess no. it's like a dark vision, but. No, I, he doesn't I get, he did, he, no. I haven't been digging his vision. No, like, and I'm irritated with all the fans. I'm sorry, I'm irritated with all the fans who have been pushing for this. Like, I get like, let's mob mentality this, release a Snyder Cut, release a Snyder Cut. Like, do you guys even really want it? Or are you just doing this because it's fun? Like, well, there, just it's fun is, to band together. There is precedent. And um, uh, Superman the movie was directed by Richard Donner. And then he, the, the way that they finance those movies is they uh, tried to shoot Superman one and two together. And then behind the scenes stuff happened and Richard Donner was fired from Superman 2. Richard Lester stepped in, finished that movie, and it was pretty good. Mm. Uh, but Donner had a cut. And so there was a, a, a Richard Donner cut that was eventually released by Warner Brothers. And that's the favorable one for a lot of super nerds like myself. And uh, so it's been done before. But, you know, I remember the, the marketing around Justice League was that Snyder had a lot to prove because he really dropped the ball with Batman versus Superman. He really pissed off a lot of people out there. There are a lot of fans of that movie and, and no offense to anybody that loves that film, but um, I did not enjoy that movie. And so with all for, of the- And for Vic to say he did not enjoy a superhero movie is significant. So whenever he says that- Yeah, I, I didn't like Dark Knight Rises either. I didn't like Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight Rises. That puts me to sleep. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dull film. Um, but Batman versus Superman, and a lot of it has to do with the way that Batman is just, he's stupid. He's stupid in BVZ and he's dumb in, uh, or BBS, and he's, he's dumb in uh, Justice League as well. Like all of these other characters are putting pieces together where Batman, I've said this so many times, Batman should be the central intelligence. He should be the person that sort of out maneuvers everybody because sure. he's figured everything out. And he just yeah. isn't. 
Yeah. No, that's his, that is his superpower. That <laughs> he is has his superpower. Why didn't you write the script? Okay, thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's put together our own script for our own Justice League because these are characters obviously you and I find very endearing. Wonder Woman yeah. will it is and always will be number one in my heart, and I I'm so grateful that her movie, <laughs> her standalone, was something special. Um, yes. I'm really hoping that the new one is as well. I like I really hope it is. Um, I hope it is too. It's I like it's lucky like it, but like, um, I just don't, these movies, it's so crazy because we have seen DC put together incredible Justice League thing. We've seen them team up before, but all in animation. Like we've seen these yeah. animated movies and they're Absolutely. wonderful. They're yes. wonderful. Why could they not put Have you seen Superman that? Red Sun? Have you seen, uh, yeah. it's the Russian counterpart of, oh. it's like we'd imagine Superman landing in, uh, in it's a fantastic movie. Okay, okay, and Wonder Woman's in it, and it's really, really good. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I, so you watch the movie, you hated it, and you yeah. don't really, you don't want to go into this world anymore. And your end thought is, why the hell is are we getting a Snyder cut? Like exactly, it just ruins. You're just you're ruining it. Why would you? Why would you ruin these characters even more? Like I, yeah. I'm sorry. I just feel bad for the actor who played Barry Allen. I, I feel like it, it's not some of these act. Even even Ben Affleck. Like it's not it's not fair. It wasn't right. Um, yeah. they they're they're one shot. They're one opportunity <laughs> to <laughs> to seize the moment. Uh, for their own opportunity to be a superhero. Imagine getting a gig like that as an actor. Yeah. Like imagine that moment for you and being able yeah. to shine like that and have that be take away. It's just taken away from you with the writing and the directing. What is the, uh, what's the actor's name on, uh, um, on, on the flash? I, yeah. I, can't remember I know it. He, I, he just got in trouble cause he did something dumb in a bar in, uh, Oh yeah. In Norway or something. Ezra like Miller. Ezra Miller. Yeah. Uh, he might be fired actually. He might, he, he's already had some contentious things with, uh, Warner brothers and he's been really pushing cause he's in, he's in the, um, uh, Fantastic Beasts franchise as well, mm, yes. and he, he may be in some some hot water with all of this. Um, okay, well, maybe so they, I don't feel bad for him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they may change that. Did you like Aquaman? Did you see the the Momoa Aquaman movie? I didn't see. How the could Momoa you not? It ha you haven't seen it? Be no, I did no because I saw some clips and they were super cringe, and I'm like, no, you know what? It's, it's be ruined for me too. Just forget it. But every movie that's ever been made in the history of movies is in that movie. So the, you'll find something that you'll like. That they they threw everything. It's Lord of the Rings. It's Star Wars. It's it's every it's everything, man. It's every superhero movie. And it's horror movies. I don't know. I have I had a real hard time with Amber Heard in, in this one too. Like there's just some moments yeah. where I'm just like, ugh. Like I want to be. Listen, I'm a feminist. I want to champion for like any female heroine ever. Like let's do this. But mm -hmm. I can't like. You gotta be good. <laughs> you, you gotta be good. And it yeah. she's just no. It didn't. It wasn't not, right. Not everybody can be Christopher Reeve or uh, Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans or Gal Gadot. It's just they just can't all be that. Although Zachary Levi was pretty damn solid as Shazam. Did you like the Shazam movie? Have you seen that one? Oh, you know what? I Vic at when that movie was coming out, I just happened to like walk past Zachary Levi. I was like in L.A. At the time where like Shazam was about to come out, he was going to do an Xbox session with a different host after I had gone in. Um, yeah. I'm just like, I don't know what to say. <laughs> oh my God, oh my God, I don't know what to say to you. Oh, I hope your movie's good. Like he seemed like the nicest guy ever. I was so nervous to talk to him. 
he is a nice dude. I've seen him at gaming events too. He's a big, he's a big nerd. He loves he's all a big this nerd. Stuff. And this is yeah. why it works too. I also feel like when the actor is like genuinely interested in it, like a geek for that character, because I also feel like they, they have the power to step up and say something while they're shooting as well. Like they're not just going right. to rely heavily on the director, but there should have been some moments there. Like that would have been cool for Ben Affleck to flex because he does have that power. He is still an A-list celebrity to be like, you know what? I'm not going to say because I'm rich because that's dumb. Like, yeah. I'm going to say, because I'm Batman. Like, at least step up he's, and he's change the line. Oscar-winning writer, director. Exactly. I know. He knows better, you know? And I, I know. I, I think he physically fit the role. And he has some okay. um, interesting kind of uh, anger that he can project out there. But that was not <laughs> enough, you know? And honestly, you know, Matt Reeves is working on the Batman film with Robert Pattinson. And the whole idea with this movie is that it's going to be flooded with bad guys. So we'll have some interesting eye candy of all these enemies. But it's supposed to make us really get to know Batman. And oh, yeah. That was another thing, too. Like, the enemies in this Justice League, whatever. Okay? Like, yeah. all right. Like, let's just They're chill with just the aliens. Okay? C like, CG dudes. Oh, my CG God. Yeah, yeah like, who? I didn't sign up for the CG bug BS. Like, what, just give us, give me the real enemies. Like, they're already written in the lore. Like, <laughs> Honestly, it's like they dropped us into the Endgame finale of Avengers Endgame and not explained any of this stuff and didn't give us who Thanos was. Or it's like, and it was so stupid that they did that. And they know it. And so now they're, they're you're kind of reverse engineering how they're going to put all of this stuff together. And there's speculation that Robert Pattinson's Batman won't be associated with Aquaman. Or, so it's a, still a mess. But as long as they make good movies and find their way back to um, some kind of Justice League kind of get together with really established characters, I'll be very happy. Well, I just but, don't understand uh, why they don't have a streamathon. Hey guys, let's all sit down together before we write or produce anything. Let's yeah. all watch the animated versions of DC movies. Let's right. sit down and take them all in and understand yeah. why these are great. And let's try to implement this dark, like we got to harness this kind of like dark vibe because we're not Marvel, we're DC. We're going to take this and we're going we're gonna to run with it and put it in live action. That would be a service to fans everywhere. But instead yeah. they gave us this garbage and I just, I am... Yeah fuming still and i'm 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 sorry to everybody who's already seen this movie and, and lost their anger for it if i'm bringing this back up for you now because this is fresh for me well it's, i was very mad right, at victor lucas last night it's right back it's it's right back in the in the headlines because we're like this is what they're selling hbo max with is that the snyder cut is coming it's going to be four and a half hours of this they're going to spend 30 million dollars on reshoots and I don't know if they're going to do reshoots, but uh, a lot of visual effects to get all of this stuff together. They might have to do some reshoots where they put people in costumes to kind of, you know, reconfigure everybody together. I know it's insane, right? And, I don't want uh, it. I don't want it. But you know what? Yeah. Let's just do a live. Let's just watch it. <laughs> let's watch yeah. it and just like, we'll be honest. We got to yeah. be honest, right? I just yeah. don't like, I'm seeing so many uh, people, like obviously Greg Miller is very excited about Oh, he's, he's, like, I feel he's like fired up. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and like the explanation and just like, he explains it like, no, cause every, it's just the haters who are hating on it. It's like, no, I, yeah. I I'm not even trying to be a hater. Uh, it's objectively. Not. It's not a good movie. I liked it cause I'm a fan and have read these comics and, and was excited to see these. I was a DC As a fan, you should before. be disappointed because you read uh, well, all I, the comics. Trust me, I came in that way. And so maybe <laughs> that's part of it is like, oh my God, it's the Batman versus Superman team. Yahoo. But I love Joss Whedon. I still think of him as an okay. incredible creator. So I was, you know, I, yeah, I came in feeling like this was going to be trash and came out feeling I kind of enjoyed some of those sequences in there. 
And oh, great. I, okay, I'll just go in setting the bar real low. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, definitely do that for it's the Snyder Cut. It's not fair of superhero movies. It's not fair. They they make bank. They got they got bankrolled to make something special, and it wasn't yeah. it. So, yeah, yeah they I'm have all, color me disappointed. And they have all of these different um, uh, blueprints to make, not just other movies, but all of these comics and all of these animated works. They have lots of sort of references to build something really indelible. And and yeah. you're right, there should be no excuse, but uh, we're getting it. Four and a half hours of Justice League Snyder Cut coming our way, whether we want it or not. Uh, let's talk about some uh, some video yeah. games here for a second. Uh, Minecraft sure. Dungeons, um, the reviews are all out there. I don't know, did Xbox hook you up? Have you had time no. to play the game at all? No, no I, haven't, I haven't played at all. And I think you know my experience with just the OG Minecraft where I just absolutely quit after my first night. I just boxed yeah. myself into a cave and then I was too scared to come out. Uh, that, that, that was my Minecraft experience. It's a little too freeform, right? I, it, is, it is like, what do I do? What's yeah. happening? Yeah, I know. I felt the same way. It, and I've had to go back to it a million times to kind of, oh, it is just an experiential thing where you just yeah. kind of mine stuff and build things dungeons was, isn't that at all dungeons is diablo mm -hmm. it's like it's my it's baby's first diablo is what it is and it's uh, baby's first diablo <laughs> yeah that's exactly what it looks like and i've been playing with uh with ruby and oh um, she loves it and we've been having a lot of fun it's okay. it's honestly you know because we've got uh it's been a crazy period there's a lot of games that are hitting right now um and we've had consecutive nice releases but ruby and i've been able to play a bunch of stuff animal crossing being one of the big ones uh but it's this is this game has actually been a real standout for us because we're co-oping through all of these dungeons and uh um she's yelling at me for picking up all the loot and i'm yelling at her for don't press the button because I'm trying to record a, a minute of this so I can talk about it in the review. Um, but we're getting through it and we're having a pretty good time. I kind of love that. Like it's nice to have these games you can play with your family, right? Like so that's something that's up there for me. Um, I might I might give it a go. I don't. Uh, I just love that like Minecraft had like another like another cycle of being super popular again. Uh, just yeah. when all the streamers were they kind of dropped off Fortnite for a bit. And then they all collectively went back to Minecraft and everyone was back in Minecraft. So it was giving it another go um, and introducing kids to it that had not been playing it yet. But like well, the success of Minecraft is incredible alone. And now they're doing this. I mean, why not? It's a service to fans everywhere. Well, I think we, we did the, uh, we didn't review it, but I think Ben yeah. and Jose reviewed the Minecraft story games that Telltale did. And those yes. were a surprise. Uh, but I think this is the kind of thing that really helps to manifest longevity as a studio. They spent a, you know, a buttload of money. That's, a, that's an official term there, buttload of money on uh, picking up Mojang and getting that right, the rights mm -hmm. Microsoft did. So why not experiment? Why not try some, some different ways to absolutely. engage players? No, yeah. absolutely. Like I love that those are the things associated with Microsoft too. It's like we know that they, like you always think of Halo when you think of Microsoft, but now I feel like you can think of Minecraft too, so. Yeah, and it's on every machine. It's on the Switch, yeah. it's on PlayStation, it's on PC. That's another thing too, like that's nice. I that's feel so like, nice. I feel like this is, uh, you know, it's what's weird is you've worked with Xbox for so long here and they give yeah. you some wiggle room to talk about your passion for MLB the show. And oh yeah, well I didn't, cause I was always, like I don't actually work for a Microsoft. I was just doing contracts, like gigs here yeah. and there. So it's not like I, and also I find that the employees of Microsoft, like if you follow, I follow the, a lot of them on Twitter, like they openly talk about other games they're playing on other systems. Like it's not, 
um, that's what I, I love about the community in general is that it's not um, no like it's not a fanboy kind of hate thing going on. I made a TikTok on my gaming TikTok of like uh, this song. It's like a trend. Nobody want to see us together, but it don't matter. No, and I yeah. <laughs> I made a I made a joke about like PS or PlayStation fanboys um, commenting on Xbox posts. It's just like, you could just see the hate. Like it's nothing but just trolls and hate from like certain fanboys of that community. Like you don't get, you don't really get that with the Xbox community. I just feel like it's a little more open and honest with the kinds of games that we play and not just like some kind of allegiance to one platform, but just knowing that gaming is for everybody and you can play on every platform and still be a gamer. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if you choose one platform or another. I kind of like that. I, I mean, you and I both know that we're entering into an era where the, the hardware war is really radically shifting and it's going to yeah. be uh, uh, about subscribers more than it's going to be about consoles played, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. and one of the big sort of, apart from Minecraft, which is multi-platform and Cuphead, which Microsoft has published on Switch and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, this whole idea that you can play a lot of Xbox exclusives on PC Sony is putting their games on PC and yeah. MLB is going to be on every machine. Everything, and so, yeah. so MLB will be something that you'll be able to play on your Xbox Series X next year, which, which is so great. Must be incredible, right? Which and is the so way great. it like, should be. Yeah. I mean, obviously you and I will adopt every console that comes out no matter what anyway. So, yep. you know, yep. I'll, I'll probably still play. MLB, like Cisco still going to play MLB on PlayStation. That's just where we've had our seasons and that's just where we're going to keep them, right? So yep. um, that's fine. But it also gives an opportunity for people that can only, that's fine. Like some people can only choose one. And if they only have the one and they see their buddy playing a game that they can't play, like that sucks. That sucks. Can you see, can you see a future? This is the thing that I always bring up. Okay. And I, I have friends at all of these different companies. I've worked with them all for 25 years. I love mm -hmm. them all. But there's so much, you know, um, about the video game industry that's rooted in uh, Pick a side. houses. Pick yeah, side. right. And and these traditions that don't really serve. I mean, this is we started this conversation about, uh, you know, regular people getting involved in video games and having this mm -hmm. conversation. And mm -hmm. the first thing that turns them off is, what do I get? What yeah. machine should I get? What mm -hmm. system? What version of this game should I? So we've got to move beyond that. And we're finally yeah. getting to the point where that's starting to happen. The thing that I always point to is Spider-Man for the PlayStation 4 is yeah. like the perfect game to bring everybody to games, to, to like the AAA highest fidelity experience of video game. That's a game that needs no explanation or introduction. Mm, and that's yeah. a game, you know, like you'll have to, you know, get acclimated with the controls, but everybody knows Spider-Man. Everybody in the world knows Spider-Man. Sure, if you, yeah. If, if you gave the controller to somebody and said, okay, well, this is how you swing and this is, a, they're going to have a, a smile on their face. Within sure, because like you could just swing around. <laughs> like you, you could yeah. literally just swing around and just have a time for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a little more involved, I think, than for just for someone to jump into a game for the first time. Like you yep. need a, it's like a hot tub, right? You got to dip your toe in first and get used to it. So um, I feel like that might just be too much of a jump into a hot tub. Well, I, it, I, it would blow somebody's mind if they yes. had no sort of access to video games ever. And then this is the first sure. time they play. But sure. all the work's been done. 
all of the yeah. you know 40 years of getting you to know who spider-man is all you know mm -hmm. every the reboots that of the movies that sony does every five years yeah. you know we we all know who spider-man is yeah, and we all know true. what he does and if but my point is that sony has walled that off it's only mm -hmm. available on one machine and yeah. good for sony but bad for the world that loves Spider-Man. and Bad so, for video game business, okay? Bad, bad for the overall, right. let's so, all play together. Let me throw this at you. Mm. You know, clearly Sony as a corporate company is trying to figure, like they're trying to create their own MCU, right? They have the rights to yeah. Spider-Man. Um, and so they're building a whole universe of movies around Spider-Man and Morbius is gonna be the next one. But can you see them take Spider-Man 1 that Insomniac just did and, and up-convert it to whatever tech is coming, uh, plus whatever they're working on, and turn that into multi-platform. You think we'll be playing Spider-Man on Stadia and Xbox and PC? Uh, I think they'll let us have it on PC. I'm not sure about other platforms. Uh, I, it, would be, it would be nice. It, it would be nice. It's not going to lie. It's, it wouldn't be nice. I think they just have to think about their bottom dollar. Obviously, they're a huge company and they, it's all about business. It's all about that money. Uh, so if they can see an opportunity to actually make more money and not so be so reliant on the actual console sales, but the video game sales, um, that would be something. Kind of think of it like, uh, I, like how printer companies make their money right that's not from selling the printer it's about selling the ink so uh yeah. let's let's sell the ink of these video games and maybe that might be something yeah i mean it completely changes the whole sort of structure of what we understand about the video game industry um mm -hmm. but let me throw this at you do you think okay. we'll ever play halo on playstation 5. whoa whoa and you can oh, kind man. of you can <laughs> kind of see that happening can't you <laughs> Well, uh, I mean, I guess first, it, first switch, <laughs> like for, I feel like there'll be like, although you see their support for one another on socials and like that's starting to grow, which is incredible. Um, yeah. that'll be the last thing too. like their, their mainstay franchises will be the last cause like they also don't want to, I understand also not wanting to upset your core, like your champions, your, your people that constantly you know big you up in chat like you don't want to upset your core fan base um and i think that might i don't know like because that's the reason like the only reason i got an xbox is because of halo and now it's going to play like i don't i don't i don't want that to happen either like i don't want angry gamers i don't want any do, angry gamers do you think that we see angry pc owners get angry at other like if you bought a Dell and then somebody no a, no of course know, not like, of which... course not this is so funny because like we always talk like console wars whatever but like the whole time we're arguing Xbox or PlayStation blah 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 like the PC bros are like ah. right you guys are so dumb like or, or they're all laughing somebody, at us somebody that bought like a I don't know who would buy a standalone Blu-ray player like why wouldn't you just buy a game console but somebody that bought a, right. a, a, a like a Panasonic Blu-ray player would they get yeah. pissed at somebody that bought a, a Toshiba Blu-ray player you know what no. you know what Vic there might be some people out there that are like that but uh <laughs> you know all the best of them I don't know why they would waste their energy on something well, so ridiculous but is it isn't yeah. it amazing though that the video game industry has like built itself up on that concept right yeah like, well yeah, i mean those were different times too right like there were yeah. babes there were like yes. there, you know there were like some other things going on that needed to be cleaned up so we've come a long way yeah 
<laughs> we've come a long way. I know you've yep. been doing it for far longer than I have. Uh, that's for sure. But even just like when I was first getting into it, like there were a lot of things that I found offensive. And now I feel like there are less of those things now, which is nice. It's true. And they, and they are all on stage together at events and they're yeah. all shaking hands and they're, you know, uh, sharing ideas and working together. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it is fascinating to see the progression, which is good. Yeah, I, it blows my mind that we're getting, uh, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn on PC and we're getting uh, MLB on Xbox next year, yeah. which is the way it deserved. should be. It's deserved because for those companies, for those developers, like they deserve to have their art shown everywhere yeah right so for them i want everything bingo underline yeah. that mm -hmm. those developers deserve to see their art everywhere and mm -hmm. another part of it is how much of the workload and the cost to build these things should be invested in the porting of these things you know mm -hmm. and sort of doing multi-skew and getting stuff ready i i don't know i feel like there's been a lot of effort to try to simplify that and yes. uh we have we have more work to do but uh Okay. Uh, yeah, I think the idea that you could just access your entertainment anywhere is an incredibly important one. I mean, we see the stock price for Netflix. I don't know if you know this story, but Netflix was going to do a, a set-top box, and they were ready to ship a Netflix machine. And at the 11th hour, Reed Hastings, the, the guy that founded it and set it up, said, no, we're not going to do that. We're gonna mm -hmm. we're gonna put the app on every device, and it's going to be open, and people are going to be able to access our movies everywhere so they killed the whole product they said nope we're not going to do that and then they just sent out the uh um i don't know the software development kits and, and yeah, let yeah. people become partners for netflix and yeah. that has turned them Smart. into one of the biggest entertainment companies on earth you know right exactly the collab with other people that have already figured it out like the these operating systems can already function with whatever yeah. we've got so let's yeah. just team up guys okay, this is what working together we're all in this together yeah Okay, yeah. we can we can make money off of like there there's still opportunities to make money. You don't have to like kind of hone the market to yourself. That's not possible anymore. You can't do that. We have to collab. Yeah, it, it's we do. And then there's companies like Apple that is now making movies and TV shows, which is yes. just so unbelievable. Like um, I, I wonder if yeah. Steve Jobs thought that that would be the where like they that Apple would become a studio. Like was yeah. that something that he was envisioning? You know, I don't know. I would like to see that Apple TV app like cleaned up a little bit. Um, like, because that's a little like there are certain shows that I don't mind uh, that I'll watch on Apple TV, but um, or Apple is it TV Plus or whatever it is, their, their <laughs> screaming system. I don't even know. But like, when yeah. I go into it, it's like there are some things that I have to pay for, but some things that come with my subscription. So it's just like a little, a little yeah. confusing. Um, yeah. I don't want to see any of that. I just need that whole system to be tidied up a bit. Yeah. They'll, they'll figure that out. Okay, we got a couple more things that I want to get into. Um, uh, Tenet uh, just released the, uh, I keep saying Tenant, but it's Tenet. Tenet. Just released the uh, trailer in Fortnite. I don't know if you've seen any of this. I actually didn't want to see more. I want to be surprised by this, but um, it was huge for Fortnite. And uh, Jeff Keeley hosted a whole thing with Warner Brothers actors and, and people that are involved in the movie, which is awesome for for him and also for Fortnite because it's a way yeah. to get people together. There was a concert in Fortnite. Yeah, um, there was. But we're moving closer to July, and this is a film that Nolan, Christopher Nolan, really wants to see in theaters. Are you going to be going to see movies in theaters in July? Do you think? No, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. 
I don't know how that, I don't know what's going to happen, Vic, honestly, with um, theaters and all that stuff. I just don't, uh, I don't know, because I don't, I don't want to see anything closed. I don't want to see people lose their jobs. I don't want any of that to happen. Um, yeah. But I don't know how, uh, I don't know how long it's going to take for us to be able to feel comfortable or for most people to go out and feel comfortable just sitting in a room with other people that they don't know. Yeah. I'm totally with you. I think it's insane. I think uh, there are, you know, as hard as this economic crash is, there are way more important things. And, mm -hmm. and uh, the thing that I keep coming back to is how do we build up an economy if we've got everybody either sick or scared of being sick or yeah. infecting other people, you know? And, right. Uh, and you don't, you, even if you were sick, got over it, whatever, we just, we don't know, <laughs> we don't know the mutation of this thing either. Like there's so many questions. There's more questions than answers at this point. So it's like, yeah. I don't, uh, also like, I don't really want to go. And if we have to wear masks too, it's like, I don't really want to go, how, how am I going to eat my popcorn? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. how many is in the theater and eat popcorn? Like again, I gotta wear a mask. So um, yes. this, there, we've got a, I don't know, a system has to be in place where we can stream this stuff. It'd be cool if there was like we paid to be part of like a theater experience, yep. maybe like a Zoom. I guess I don't want to hear other people. They everyone have to be muted. <laughs> but like we're we're watching <laughs> we're watching together or something. If they need the community aspect of it, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know yeah, how to make it that work that's hard to replace, isn't it? And that's the mm -hmm. thing that is, is definitely being affected by it. Have you, did, there's only been a few movies like Trolls World Tour and stuff like that. Have you done any premium, S, uh, what do they call it? Uh, no, where you pay like 20 bucks to. Yeah, have you done that yeah. yet? No. No. Well, Vic, like we don't, like, again, we, well, I have Animal Crossing, okay? Like We're I got. inundated with entertainment, yes. <laughs> I, got, I got things going on and there's not really, like, if it was the Wonder Woman movie, then yeah, I would have. But if it's not something that's like up on my list, then I'm not going to yeah. spend the money or the time. Do you think, do you think that they should release Wonder Woman at home and make it a premium v VOD? I would 100% pay the top or, price for that. Or wait till the theater opens. No, I'm happy to watch it at home. I'm watching. I would love to watch it at home. Let's make that want, happen. Do you want? I know Gal Gadot watches the show, so if you want, oh, yes. you want to say anything Gal. to Gal right now, just to let her know that. Listen, girl, <laughs> I adore you. <laughs> just like whatever. Let's put out a new video out. <laughs> you don't have to be singing, but uh, let's put a new video out there, uh, just imploring people to stay home and watch with you. Oh my God, let's do a watch party where you're hosting it and we're like actually watching the movie with you. That would be special. That would be ridiculous. I would like to see Dune that way. The Denis Villeneuve movie that's coming out at the end of the year. I would love to see with the people that put all of this together, like watching it in real time and you're getting the director's commentary. That would be incredible. You've just come up with something, Marissa. Let's go. That's a, that's a great idea. Because people are doing that now where they're syncing up. I think this is how uh, Zack Snyder revealed that, that uh, the Snyder Cut was coming. They were doing a uh, Batman or a Man of Steel watch, and he was commenting in real time. And then at the end of it, people asked him questions, and Henry Cavill popped in, and they uh, they revealed that uh, the Zack Snyder cut was coming. Uh, but that's a cool idea. With a new release, you get the filmmakers to participate in talking about what the what yeah, was up. Yeah, and the that's game. what we'll pay for. Like I'm happy to to pay for that, and so many fans would be as well. Like obviously, we know the fandom with these universes. Um, totally. So that would be incredible. Yeah, but that's the last time you get to mention Zack Snyder. So. Okay. Yeah, that's it. All right. For, forever. <laughs> Until after the thing <laughs> airs. Uh, okay. 
Um, Respawn is opening studios in Vancouver. I know that you know how big Apex Legends is. Is it, is it huge in the esports scene? It it was. Of course, there like there's an ebb and flow with all these things, right? Like the hype yeah. of Apex was insane. They were brilliant with the way they just dropped it. They literally just dropped it, and they paid a bunch of influencers who have huge followings on Twitch and Mixer to just play it. And there was no warning of it. They all just jumped in and started playing. And it was brilliant. Brilliant. We all started playing. Everybody was on Apex. It was like an Apex few months of just like the excitement of it. And I don't even, I'm not even like a huge um, online shooter person in any form, but I was into it. Like it was a good time. So um, I feel like now they're going to have some, uh, there's going to be some drop off because of Valorant, um, Riot's new game. Yep. But um just because of that, I'm not and sure. Warzone it's have is the doing same. really well too. Warzone is popping right now, so uh, it's kind of taken a step back, obviously. But there's still obviously the fact that people are playing and they're making money from the freemium. I mean, sure, great. I love Respawn. I'm so happy that they're opening. That they're just employing more people. Like that's yeah. something. Yeah, and it's not necessarily the exact direction I want to see Vancouver Studios go. I don't want them to mm -hmm. be kind of like the uh, the support teams for something that's already you know, rocking out there. I would rather mm -hmm. there was an investment into original ideas and brand new stuff, a little bit more story driven, but mm -hmm. I'm happy that uh, a, that respawn is kicking ass because they're one of my yeah. favorite developers and that they are coming into the, into the Vancouver area. And I don't know if they're going to be located within EAC, which is likely because that building's huge. Uh, when people can go to build, what do buildings, make sense anymore do offices yeah. make sense? is this it are we always this is it <laughs> this is how we're going to communicate from now on and that's okay. that's okay that's all right that's okay so like well you know what whatever like let's just it's fine we're alive then, we're doing okay and then we'll get into our self-driving cars to go grocery yeah. shopping and then it'll be delivered to us by drones and we'll just no we just send our we just send our self-driving cars to go do the pickup and then ah, and then yeah yeah right. and then it comes back we don't need to actually be in the car well, why don't we just take the brains right out of the head and stick them in jars now? Why don't we? Why don't we? Well, that's why don't we? We we have become the batteries of the Matrix. We're all in our houses, glued to our screens. We've been warned about this in movies for years, so I don't know why this is not really that much of a surprise. <laughs> um, Mortal Kombat uh, has got RoboCop versus Terminator. Any thoughts on that, Marissa Roberto? Get over here. I can't do it. Dang it. Um uh what it what was what was his line? Terminator's line in that in that trailer. I have no record of a previous encounter. It's amazing that the likeness and the look of everything, the fidelity is looks so like, good. Like 80s just uh, everything about it. I'm so excited about. It. Obviously Mortal Kombat is one of those games that is just the the bar to jump into it is so difficult even for fighting games for me like just in training like I can't even complete the combos, okay? Like it's just a very difficult fighting game. I just it, feel like it's it, like it's like an SAT test, right? Like you, <laughs> yeah. you have to remember every comp. I know I used to have all that stuff down. I can't every time I have to review one, it's like, oh my god, I got to go back in the files here and try to remember how to do yeah, all the this. combos. And then you got to make sure you get the finisher somehow time that right as well. Because if you're not getting the fatality, like what what are you doing even? So. Yeah. They know like, that he, though, and and yeah. they keep injecting all of these uh, easy to pull off little bursts of violence or some sure. really cool cut sequence, you know, violent deaths and things, which yeah. or bone breaks and stuff. The freaking incredible series, and I think I was thinking about Ed Boon, like and his team. So many of these people have been there since day one, and mm -hmm. this is twenty 
five, almost 30 years that they've been working on. Now they've got multiple franchises because they did the DC games, which I love mm -hmm. as well. But uh, it's that same kind of structure to the way that they make these things. And that's an amazing story. There aren't that many developers that go the distance like that, you know? Uh, no, it's just like testament to the team. Also, like, how does the nicest man in the universe, Ed Boon, make such a violent, <laughs> gratuitous game? I don't know. I don't I get it. He, he lets it all out through there. Yeah. And then he's he's very happy. It's like the, the greatest purge of all of the, the, the ugliness that exists in all of us. This is why so everyone needs to play video games. This is totally. why everyone needs to play video games. Okay, yes. you take it all. Like, this is what I was saying about GTA as well, because GTA was free on the Epic Game Store. Um, yeah. And like so exciting and it's like there's a whole people like the people that play this game and have been living in this game hilarious but it's just so funny because like obviously you're doing bad things in the game but this is the outlet like you you want to steal a car there you go <laughs> like yes. just get get it out there you're fine then you could be a nice normal functioning human 100 and humans are always exploring those dark ideas and those mm -hmm. dark territories we're, we're all walking around with what ifs in our in our minds and video sure. games you know, apart from movies, which also allow us to engage those thoughts, this allows you to actually engage in the actions. And, and yeah. I think there, there is a little bit of uh, uh, release through all of this, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I get very mean when I play Overcooked. Like, yeah. Oh, extremely yeah. rude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we like, had to, I... our family had to put all the controllers down and walk away. <laughs> Yeah, we, we we had a family meeting about overcooked. Honestly, it was it was a lot. But we you know, do we you have any other families? It. I bet you had the exact same meeting. Like, listen, guys, we're gonna have to put these controllers away for a little while. I don't want to hate you. I'm actually I'm doing a, uh, a little spoiler alert, but the the next first five that I'm doing are games that make you rage because I I, uh, I put I put that out into the community. I should have put Overcooked in there. That's a good one. One hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> you just like make you rage and absolutely hate your roommates. Like you know what? Screw you guys. I'm leaving. Just all that. I always say like like okay, fine. Play a little bit of that Overcooked and then play some like Snipper Clips. That's the mending game. You just like you're playing oh, yeah. together, but like giving each other haircuts. <laughs> Oh man, Snipperclips—that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> yeah, on my, I've been working on my Obi Wan. Vic, I was good. I mean, not as good as your Bane, but like whatever. <laughs> oh, I haven't done Bane in a long time. Uh, I've got the higher ground now. <laughs> you can't win, Anakin. I've got the higher. That sounds kind of like him, right? Got the um, higher ground. Not sort of getting there. It, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. It's like All seven right. out of ten. Thank you. <laughs> I haven't heard it in a bit. Uh, let's talk about Animal Crossing. I'm sorry sure. I've been keeping you away from talking about Animal Crossing. So um, rude. Is this the best one? Oh my God, 100%. It's the best one. And why is God, it the best yeah. one? Like, let's, okay, first of all, just, just to, since I have it right behind me, I just want to, yeah. my camera might get all whatever, but this just to prove that I'm like an OG Animal Crossing. Oh, you can't is see I, it. But this is, is my, this is my, this is my GameCube memory card. Uh, is it, does it have Animal Crossing on it? It does, yeah. Okay, this is my cool. Animal Crossing memory no, card. No, no, like, is there, is there, did you draw Animal Crossing on it? Or is no, it just a, no, okay. that is an Animal Crossing uh, memory card for the GameCube. Uh, but um, that game uh, obviously was very special to me, and you know how I feel about Animal Crossing, just every yep. iteration that had come out. Yep. Uh, you this you one even like that uh, that costume designing game. You you love that oh, game. Oh, not you, co the um, Happy Home Designer. Yeah, okay, the happy, you yeah. loved that game too, right? I did, yeah, it was yes. fun, it's like Sorry. so relaxing. Okay, okay. Um, okay. <laughs> it, yeah, okay, like it was fun, it was a good time. Uh, it's just, 
it's hard for me to explain Animal Crossing to people that don't play video games because I'm just like, okay, basically it's like a chore list. <laughs> like yeah. it, it's just a bunch of chores that you're doing. But it's the fact that you are able to complete these chores and also have something to show off at the end of the day. Like you're not going to have, uh, like I can do chores at home <laughs> all I yeah. want, but I'm not going to like invite somebody over to come and see that I clean my floors. Like no, nobody's going <laughs> to care. But but in Animal Crossing, it's this unique thing where you get to go and visit. Like I just went to go visit Megashans or Sean Hatton's Island. Amazing. I love how he put together his house and everyone's going to have something different, right? It's a, it's a reflection of the kind of person you are and the things that you're into. And I feel like the game starts to recognize that too, because you're going to get balloons fly across the sky and you're going to pop it and it's going to be a gift of something that might complete a set of something else that you've been putting together. Like if it's a boxing ring or whatever it might be, like the game is intuitive enough to understand the kind of Animal Crossing player that you are. I feel like it kind yeah. of feeds into that for you. Um, like I started to build a baseball diamond and I, and I got more baseball things. Like I had a whole, oh, cool. like, like I got a hat, I got a uniform. I got like, just, it, it could tell what I was attempting to do and it was aiding me in that. So, um, I just love its intuitiveness for that reason, but also like the terraforming that you can do now. You can completely change the layout of your island if you wanted to. You you are an architect. You are you are the architect. You are the mayor. You are the glue that keeps your residents together. Like you, you have a lot on your plate for sure. There's always something to do. But also like if you're into buying and selling stocks, like you you got the stock market. Like hit up Daisy May. Like wake up before noon. And I love getting on Twitter and seeing everybody freak out that they slept in. They missed Daisy May. They had to get their turnovers. They didn't get it in time. People People are cheating, like changing the clock on their switch. I, I don't like that. You got to play the game proper. Don't switch the time. Okay. Totally. Yeah. Um, but I know I got that are some burning pizza. through it and people that are burning through it too. What are they doing? Like, enjoy yeah, don't this do thing. that. You got to say, you got to enjoy it for what it is. I saw some yeah. people saying that they had reached their cap for Animal Crossing. Like they feel like they've completed everything they need to complete, but I don't think Animal Crossing is one of those games. Like, I don't, no. I don't know when I'm going to stop playing. I don't want to think of that moment because right now it's such an awesome bonding, especially in quarantine times too. It's like, I'm going to go visit my buddy's island and we're going to exchange yeah. gifts because we're best friends now. So I got something cool today. I'm going to mail it to you. And it happens instantaneously. Like whatever collection that you're trying to put together, like you're communicating with your friends constantly. And like, that's how I've been communicating and keeping up with people is through Animal Crossing. It's been incredible, like perfect timing for this too. Holy moly, do we miss you reviewing video games on YouTube? Uh. <laughs> it, it feels like you, you had let some things out about how much you love this game. Have you been able to talk about this in, in, I've, on me uh, in media anywhere? Or? Uh, just on uh, FaceTime and Zoom calls with friends. Francisco is constantly like, like whenever oh, I've man. done a phone call, he's like, he's like, okay, what are the things you talked about today? Uh, Animal Crossing, uh, TikTok. <laughs> okay, I got those two things that I'm currently obsessed with. He's like, well, you checked both those boxes. Like, yes, I am obsessed. I'm trying to get all my friends on it. I got a few people to actually buy switches and, and get on Animal Crossing. So like feather in my cap. Uh, every boy was like, are you getting commissioned from Nintendo for this? Like, no, I just think the game no, is it, incredible. Well, it is the perfect relaxation zen uh, achievement yeah. kind of uh, reward system to play in a time when the best thing that you can do is try to be away from people and be indoors, honestly, yeah. uh, away from folks as much as you possibly can, you know? Like, yeah. if and, and if you have to go outside, you have to give people so much space and so much room. And I, I always think about this when I do go outside too, is like, I, 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 I don't want to project that it's it's cool for everybody to be outside because then we're right back at square one, you know, like, yeah, even no, though it's right. safer to be outside, it's, 
it's um it's a like weird mentally thing. yes but but with a game like this i but on it doesn't have to be animal crossing it doesn't have to be no like any kind of game that you can lose your just just forget about the world around you in i always recommend skyrim because skyrim will still be number one on my list even though it seems like animal crossing is i totally get why you would say why anyone would think that but that or like breath of the wild or whatever it is it's like an open world that you can just completely lose yourself in and forget that totally. you know the world is kind of burning here just we need a distraction from that and these games are perfect for that and so many games are but these like the the open worlds especially like just very special what's the um most you've been able to sell a turnip for uh five do we have like a 600 day maybe uh there are i'm always like on twitter looking for the best price <laughs> but i uh so, i think so are you going to other something. people's islands then 100 oh yeah you're always I'm, doing that yeah <laughs> i'm going awesome. to people's islands uh my my husband's turn up poppy over here like he has his savings account right now is like four what do you have 14 mil 17 mil <laughs> 17 crap. million bills. he is he is crushing you should see his island like he's he's got money trees just hanging out he doesn't care <laughs> what happened what what happens when you get to that amount? Do do like Nothing. actual city buildings start growing and it turns no. into New York or something? No, but that's the thing is that you don't really need to, you don't actually need to be such a hustler with the turnips. Like once you pay off everything, you're just spending yeah. money on if you want to move your villagers around or your residents around or like, because you don't have to pay for terraforming. You're just yeah. paying for any kind of movement or an incline or a bridge. So, and then like whatever fancy item might drop. Like the other day I was able to purchase a grand piano for 260,000 bells because I just had that money in the bank from the turnip, <laughs> from my turnip dealings. Living large. Good. So living large. Listen, I can never afford a mortgage here in Toronto, but hey, just paid <laughs> off my mortgage in game to Tom Nook. So I'm so you have, over here. So you have a, an upstairs and all the rooms and, upstairs, and a downstairs. Yeah, the Is there mm -hmm. a basement that yeah. you get to? Yeah. Or? Basement. That's the, is oh, the, yeah, the last thing? That's the, that's the last thing. And you, you yeah, pay it off easy if you're hitting the stock market. Yeah. But uh, I, on, I highly recommend if anybody can go visit Sean Hatton's Island, his basement is the best. <laughs> it is amazing. His upstairs is awesome too. Just like he's got it all figured out. So if anybody uh, wants to hit him up for like a dodo code, I highly I'm recommend going to visit. I'm totally doing that. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I absolutely to. want to do that. Yeah. Um, have you seen what Gary Wood has done with the Animal Crossing talk show? Don't even get me started with that, because I have never been more jealous of anyone in my entire <laughs> life. Like, get, I'm like, oh, this is the best idea I've ever seen. That's my game. What is he doing? This could no, have been me. No, no. I love that he's doing it. Please don't get me wrong. I absolutely love that he's doing it. I think it's fantastic. I love the way... I love the way even if he has like somebody come and visit how like that's exactly how I play Animal Crossing too. It's like come and look at this room like how you put it all together like meet the rest of my villagers like you're so proud of your island and like the pieces that you help put together um, yeah. and that you're able to construct it in a certain way and that he has followers that were sending him items to complete his basement that looks just like a late night talk show like it's amazing and that he has guests on all the time he's booked for months because this is just such an excellent excellent idea this is how i want to watch talk shows from now on put it in a video game i don't care yeah and it's it is so rad right and it's it, there's a joy about it too you know yeah. and everybody's oh just gosh. incredulous that this is happening and it's as real and it's in in real time and it yeah you know kudos to him yes. honestly he's such an amazing individual because yeah. he keeps reinventing what you know he keeps adding hyphens to what he does. To what he does, know? yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I think a lot of it is, it's definitely ambition. He's an ambitious, smart person, but he also just, 
and kind of fearless about trying new things, but I think he kind of just follows his bliss, I think, in, in some yeah. ways too, right? Like he well, just- That's what we should do. And that's what people, especially if you're streaming video games, like you, if yeah. you're playing something that doesn't bring you joy and is not giving you energy, like you're, it's gonna, your I, life is gonna suck. That's like, like a, that's like a salt mine job, you know, yes. honestly. And you and I both know that because we rev have reviewed a million games that we yes. have despised and yes. it's really felt like work. And I, could, I can't imagine being, trapped in that every day you're waking up and you're streaming something for eight hours a day that you're not getting joy from oh my Terrible. gosh i know like i told the boys too because we started this eshell team or i'm in net like i left i we played for like four hours i had to change i was drenched in sweat okay like i was <laughs> working it was so much work like i could never just stream a game that brings me that much stress like it's got to be something chill just like yeah. animal crossing and i can and honestly like we'll watch people just play animal crossing because yeah. it's just, it's that chill. Just like people watch, you know, Minecraft or whatever it might be. It's Do the same vibe. Do you stream vibe. now? Are you streaming? No. Would you stream? Uh, yeah. Ain't nobody no. got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> I, I always enjoy it, but I always definitely have this, um, you know, appreciation that people want to chat with me and talk about yes. EP and talk about the shows and, and all of you yeah. guys. Um, it, less about me trying to entertain them with, uh, you know what i'm doing in the game and, and yeah how, it takes away from the enjoyment are. sure yeah. it, and like the pressure to perform is real when you're when you're playing a game like that i don't want i tried streaming stardew valley once and i mm -hmm. only had a few people watching but they're asking a lot of questions and i was just like i just uh, well yeah. okay because you want to you want to get pigs because they they find truffles like i i, I had to <laughs> i feel like i had to explain right. a little too much and i just i yeah. was trying to enjoy my time with it and uh yeah. i don't know i like I, I don't know if I could do it, honestly, it, it's a lot, but I applaud everyone who does because yeah. they have to maintain a certain schedule. They're really beholden to their audience. Um, they're, it's just, uh, it's a tough life. Streaming is a tough life. So don't think that they have it easy. They're working very hard. And I think Gary did the right thing, right? Like he, yeah. I think he probably, cause he's been streaming and I think he probably hit that wall a few times. And I think mm -hmm. he said, wait a minute, there's a different way to attack this. Yeah. And he found the game that is the great sort of bridge game for brilliant. everybody. It's yeah, brilliant. very, very smart, very smart. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm um, obsessed. Where are people able to watch what you're doing now? Uh, well, I still do my show for TSN every single morning, just from my home now. Uh, it's on TSN official, so TSN underscore official on Instagram. It's the Instagram story. It goes up every single day at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific, um, every yep. single weekday. So that's like a four minute show. It's like quick sports bites, but we are getting a little more video games in there now, which is really nice. Awesome. Uh, just like little hits here or there. Um, and then on TSN's YouTube, I... I'm posting just interviews with esports athletes or people in the esports scene, just so people can get a little window in. I'm not trying to force esports down your throat if you don't want to watch it. As I said earlier, it's just like a, a quick little, hey, get to know these guys because they're kind of cool. Um, and this is a little bit of my world. So I'm putting that out there. Also, like I'm heavy on TikTok now. I cannot uh, go a day without posting something. So I have a, a gaming account, MRob on games, and then I have like a regular everyday account, MRob29. So are you doing Instagram stories and TikTok? Uh, yeah, so for my and, personal my okay. personal TikTok, that's my personal TikTok. TSN also has a TikTok and Bardown also has a TikTok. Um, do you do all of those? I don't contribute as much as I should to the Bardown or TSN TikToks. I know I need to make more of them, but it, that has those have to be very sports hockey based. Um, gotcha. So mine on my personal are more just like 
like just everyday things. Some of them are sports, some of them are just like whatever. And then Emrah on games is literally just video game content um, on that channel. So it's been an interesting platform. I think it's kind of wild how um, you can reach a new audience. And also I, I implore people to try it. And my husband's just like, oh, here we go. Cause I'm trying to convert more people <laughs> to TikTok. I just want people to try it because I feel like it's an interesting way to reach a new audience, right? Because yeah. you already kind of found your audience on Instagram. You found your audience on Twitter. You like you've explored these things, but I'm seeing a lot of people reach higher success right. from pulling in this new audience that has never they're met there. before. They're not over there. Yeah, exactly. Totally. They're just living on this one app. And it also translates to more, like, since I started posting more to TikTok, it has translated to more Instagram followers as well. You so know we're what? trying to reach. Yeah. I'm not going to look down. I'm not going to look down at that. I, you know, right. when I remember when Twitter was, was uh, coming on strong and Jose was, I think the first one of our group that was on Twitter and he was of always course. saying, you guys should get on there. You should get on there. And, and I was like, ah, come on, I'm on Facebook. I don't need another thing. Oh my God, I remember Facebook. my, right. And then uh, of course you get on Twitter and everybody was on Twitter for, and now everybody hates everything, but you know, it's uh uh, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, people are social and they are using all of these social networks. Is TikTok your favorite out of all the things that you're using right now? Now, yeah, now it is. It occupies a lot of my time only because I also like discovering new people. There's a lot of people that are hilarious. Some things are really dumb. You're still going to find that dark corner of the internet yeah. as well, where yeah. there's a lot of hate and um, just negative things, a lot of sexism on there too, which I'm trying to like, they, I, I'll comment a lot too. Like this is, this is, you should take this down. I also try to let them know like kids, I get that you think that you're posting something to this platform that no adults or future employers might be looking at, but you have to think of your future as well. And anything you put on the internet is there forever. So let's right. think before you put something really sexist or kind of nasty out there that might come back to bite you. Um, Cause we have to remember that these kids are also very young too. And like we've all done dumb things when we're young. You kind of just don't think before you speak or post. You just and don't share um, it with everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, these are, these are very public platforms and yours, your viral video, like your video might go viral and you know, somebody might see it and you might not get a job. So let's there, just there, all chill. There probably is a formula and some mathematician out there could probably provide this for us where the dumber you are, the more chance it has to be a viral video, right? There's uh, probably yep. some kind of equation that's pretty easy to discover. So yeah, be careful about what you're posting is, <laughs> yeah, is a very a, good message. Yeah. yeah, there's a bit of that. I just don't like just whatever. Just remember that people are watching that you maybe want, you, maybe you want their respect. So yeah, just be wary. <laughs> I would ask what you're playing, but I know what you're playing. Is there, uh, something, yeah. that, is there something that you're looking forward to? Um, it's like Novik. DLC for Animal Crossing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, DLC for Animal Crossing. No, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I've been good. I've, uh, I'm happy with, I'm happy with the crossing right now. If you, I, I have an Apple Arcade account. I don't know if you're playing anything on there, but uh, I love Apple anything, Arcade. Love me. Oh, what are you playing? Cool. Like, are you playing um, something cool? I just, I, I, I just check it out for a bit and then I jump off. But, uh, yeah. Sneaky Sasquatch was a big hit in the house. Okay. okay. Um, the, uh, I, Shin, Sa Sakai, I don't know what it's called. Capcom okay. just released it on the Switch, but you play, it's like a Metroid where type game where you're inside of a suit and you're exploring underwater. Uh, it's it's pretty trippy. There's actually a okay. lot of a lot of cool games on there. Exit the Gungeon is a pretty solid game. There's a cool skateboarding game on there. Yes, the uh, skateboarding game is cool. I like it. Yeah, it's- uh, It's the same it's, people that made Alto's Adventure or something. I think it was Alto's uh, Adventure. It has that but vibe, the same people. Yeah, yeah same vibe. vibe. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a cool service, and it, it speaks to uh, 
you know, one of the ways that the business is heading, you know? Yes. Like I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna be doing um, some head-to-head -head comparisons between PlayStation Now, Game Pass, and Stadia. Nice. Um, uh, over the next little while. It's so funny, like Stadia just like didn't have a great launch and now people just fell off. I still, my former co-host Brody, who's like very adamant on certain things, like he's still rocking Stadia and he's so, he's gonna push this until people understand that this is good, okay? You have to give it a chance. Like, I'm sorry, man. It's just nobody, people that didn't jump on. There's there's not enough games, but the yeah. service, I've reviewed two games on the thing already. Like that's where I first got a, a hands-on with the games and playing the games were absolutely fine. Yes. Yeah. The thing that I love about it is especially with a game like NBA 2K20, which I keep having to delete off my PlayStation 4 to reload other, you know, to review new games. Mm -hmm. I can just go onto my Stadia 2K20 and I'm playing the game in five minutes, you know, or less. I love I'm, that. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot you like, you like ball. You love to ball. I do. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We'll that's leave good. it there. I, I guess <laughs> You're supposed to be like Phil Kessler, be like, I can ball. <laughs> uh, I, I can ball. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's good. Um, um, okay, my friend. Um, yes. It has been awesome to have you here. And thank uh, you for I'll having probably, me. I'll probably bug you in about two weeks to bring you back, but uh, sure. I, I, uh, I love that uh, you're doing well. I'm incredibly proud of you. And uh, you know, the more people that are watching Marissa Roberto do her thing happier you're going to be it's like oh uh, you know she she just brings joy into the world and well that's and very, very sweet and you're very good at what you do and and uh I, you know i wish that uh I, we were working together every day because i miss you like crazy Vic, <laughs> i know <laughs> i miss you too this is fun thank you for having me thanks for watching you guys thanks for coming to the basement and we will see you soon and until we do you guys know what to do play forever